Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, a show that shares stories to help you become an educated sport card investor and maximize those gains. I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sports card investor, professional wrestling fan, you name it. I did a little redesigning of my office space. I guess after three months of quarantine, I decided to add a little flair to it. So I have some starting lineups um, that have joined me uh, during my workday and recording days. Um, I'm right now I'm looking at a uh, Magic Johnson. I think it was 90 when they put him in the dunk pose. I've got a Jordan driving. I've got a Reggie defensive starting lineup, which I always found that a little funny. Um, Rick Smith's, um, you know, I got a, oh, and a little uh, LJ action going on here. I was a massive starting lineup collector as a child. Um, you know, if you haven't been able to tell already, collecting is part of my blood. I'm just, I can collect anything and everything, but lineups were for a, you know, four chunk period where they consumed me. Uh, if anybody out there collected starting lineups, definitely, um, would love to hear them. If you still have them, I have U-Haul boxes at my parents' house, um, still, uh, mint on card. I'm going to go through those at some point. Um, But yeah, they made me really happy. I was really into it. It was early when the message boards were um, going on. I would connect with others. And then they started to do, um, you know, starting lineup conventions all over the country. So traveled to Cincinnati, met some. It was really my first experience of meeting people on the Internet, um, which was weird and funny at the time. But I remember those being really good experiences. And I remember spending all this money on starting lineups thinking, you know, when I was 30 years old, I'd be rich off of them. But unfortunately, they were overproduced, much like, you know, junk wax cards. What was up with overproduction during the days of our youths? Gosh, I wish it was a little bit different. Um, But then also I've got a nice framed, um, this actually needs to go on the wall, but it's a huge frame picture of one of my favorite Pacers of all time, born ready, Lance Stevenson. I know most people, if you're not a fan of the Pacers, or even if Lance played on your team, you probably aren't a fan of him. But man, Lance Stevenson and the Indiana Pacers go together so well. So much fun. So many great Lance memories. And everyone wants to remember you know, him blowing in LeBron's ears, but it's much more... Um, than that for us in Indianapolis and us Pacers fans, really um, a special energy and his electricity being inside Bankers Life Arena, um, such a fun player and I really wish nothing but the best for Lance Stevenson. Let's jump into it. So you can follow Stacking Slabs on all your favorite social media platforms on Twitter. Let's see here. Yeah, Instagram too and TikTok um, at Stacking Slabs. The engagement's been awesome. I've appreciated everyone following the count, sliding into my DMs. It's just awesome. It's so, it's a great world we live in where, you know, I can connect with people immediately 
that listen to this show and we can continue those conversations. I really enjoy that and think, um, you know, that's critical in order for uh, me to meet who's listening, how I can get better. So that feedback is always great. The giveaway. Okay. So last show, last week I mentioned there was a giveaway. I'm giving away a Tyler Hero Mosaic NBA debut, um, a Sekou Demboye Optic, a Kobe White uh, Mosaic debut, and a Chris Paul Silver Prism. And I said, I'm going to continue to add to these cards um, once we don't hear anything about NBA news. Well, turns out last week was big uh, NBA news week. The NBA is back. I'm glad I got ahead of it by recording kind of my thoughts on playoff scenarios and formats and investment picks. Um, but I figured let's the, the intention is still the same. There's still going to be a giveaway, and you can enter that giveaway by following all of my social media accounts. Um, you'll get an entry for each one you follow, but then you can get an additional three entries if you, which some people did last week, shout out. Um, take a screen grab of you subscribing to Stacking Slabs. Tweet at me at Stacking Slabs and tag two of your friends. You'll get three more entries. I'm going to level this up. So I think for the next few weeks, and I'll let you know um, when it's over. I haven't officially decided. Continue to do that to enter. But I'm adding some packs, some packs to the giveaway. So I right before I got on to record this, I just purchased a fresh new hobby pack of NBA hoops. Um, wow, I can't believe how much a hobby pack of NBA hoops costs right now. But that is going into the mix. I love hoops, though there's uh, a lot of, right now, a case of hoops. Geez, I can't believe the price. But um, you're going to have a chance at you know some of those inserts. You're going to have a chance at those Zions and Jaws. Um, it is a hobby pack, so that'll be added to the mix. And I'm going to continue to bring new fun product to this giveaway because I want you to follow my social accounts and I want you to tell your friends to subscribe to Stacking Slabs. Point blank, pretty, pretty simple. So definitely participate in that giveaway. You know, I record these shows and, you know, there's a little bit of a delay in between when, you know, I record them and you go live and inevitably things happen and stuff changes. And that's just part of it. It's part of recording the podcast and my schedule and sending it to production. But oftentimes, you know, I have thoughts and ideas after I publish a show and I try to communicate some of those updates um, via social media. And that's the best place to kind of continue to hear my thoughts on what I'm talking about. And I thought, you know, a really good place to describe how I'm structuring the content that I'm pushing out to the market would be taking a a quick minute um, just to talk about it. So this podcast really is from a market, me as a marketer professionally, this is my pillar content. This is the content that I'm going to build everything off of and chop up. And this is what I, I use this podcast as a format to get it all out and to go deep on certain topics. But then, you know, there are times where all I feel like additional commentaries needed. So that's when I leverage social media and I'll get in and send tweets. I will, you know, do a quick TikTok video. Um, publish a picture and some thoughts on Instagram. I think that's the power of the world we're living in with um, social media. So that's really how I think about um, the content that I'm creating here on Stacking Slabs. And I think, you know, just additionally, based on kind of last week where my head was at and some of the topics that I wanted to talk about, you know, I think a lot of people right now are so focused on Project 2020 and are focused on Bowman 
which is great. There's a huge baseball market out there. There's a Project 2020 is bringing in all walks of life. People who just care about art, who might not necessarily care about baseball. People who might not have thought about baseball cards in in a while, but saw one of their uh, you know, a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card that makes them feel special, designed in a new way. And that's pulling people back into the hobby. So from a overall, like, you know, what Project 2020 is doing, I am not participating. I'm not participating because I'm not as passionate about baseball as, you know, I am about other sports investments and opportunities. Not saying I won't participate in baseball, but Project 2020, there's just a lot of uncertainty for me. And I'm more like, I love learning. I love listening to all the shows talk about it and what's happening and the market fluctuation and the demand and how they're, you know, adding trout autographs to the next um, release. You know, all those things really excite me because it shows a lot of momentum and movement that's happening in the hobby. But I'm just, I'm more of an observer on Project 2020. Same with Bowman. I think, you know, for me, it's, it's you know, there's a Jason Dominguez and everyone's going nuts on Dominguez. Well, to me, it's just a gamble to go out and, you know, hit Walmart, go hunt and buy up a bunch of blaster boxes, hoping I find those Domingos, Dominguez cards. I, I don't, I just don't care as much. So I'm staying away, but appreciate everyone talking about it and building content off of it because it makes me aware. And then I was reflecting back on, so you've got the hobby looking at Project 2020 and Bowman. That is a right now, top of the list. You can't turn, you can't pull up your social media without seeing something regarding one of those two topics. Next, you've got, let's pour some gasoline on it. You've got the return of the NBA and that news cycle going. Obviously, as a listener of Stacking Slabs, you know I predominantly talk about the NBA because I really care about the NBA, NBA cards, opportunities. Um, I'm invested most in NBA. So that at the end of the day, this product is going to be leaning towards NBA. So after I got done talking about my thoughts on the NBA's return, what I thought about, you know, playoffs and card perspective, I really had a reflection and I said, I thought to myself, you know, I talked a lot about the Celtics and the Lakers, right? They were the championship that I thought think is going to happen, but I don't think I, obviously I talked about Jason Tatum a lot, but in reflection, you know, I feel like just as I'm thinking about it post that episode, I'm thinking a lot about Jalen Brown, and if I believe this much in the Boston Celtics, inevitably a player like Jalen Brown, who's averaging 20 points a game, cards are going to be impacted. So I have since gone back and bought Jalen Brown post that show because I've said I'm so committed on the Celtics um, succeeding that a player like Jalen Brown, who is an all-star caliber type player, is also going to get those um, reap the benefits of of that success. So wanted to share that with you, and also share. I feel like I painted a little bit of a dire future for the cost and the Lakers and made it all about Kuzma, which I continue to buy up Kuzma. And I'll talk about that in weekly purchases. But I I think, you know, there there is, you really need to keep a pulse on Anthony Davis. And now might be the time to purchase Anthony Davis. I didn't want to make a blanket statement saying stay away. I think there has been some articles and some news pertaining to him in his cards. And I would look a little deeper on AD because if you think the Lakers are going to win the championship, like I do, then investing right now in a Anthony Davis rookie card in one of those premier product lines um, is not a bad idea. If you've got the funds to support that. So you've got project 2020, you've got Bowman NBA news and playoffs and decisions. 
Well, where does that leave the NFL? Okay. And this was a thought I've had all week, right? Where does that leave the NFL? And I think now is the time before new NFL product drops where the hype goes back up and there's all these other things like Project 2020, Bowman, NBA momentum to start thinking about what your NFL plan is and how you're thinking about NFL. I have made the decision where I am focusing my NFL investment more on more on established um, stars like Peyton Manning, talked about him at nauseum. Again, I know his cards are going up. You'll see Peyton Manning's cards on, you know, you know, the most transacted football cards um, on a weekly basis. You'll see his name popped up. He's getting momentum because like I said, his cards were vastly undervalued. Now those people are starting to take notice. So I spent a lot of my investment in the NFL on a player like Peyton Manning because it's easy money. When he makes the Hall of Fame, which who will be first ballot because he's one of the greatest players of all time, everyone knows Peyton Manning. His cards are going to jump. So I spend money on Manning. But then also, as such a football fan, I've been thinking a lot about how else do I want to get involved. And I think for me, I'm looking at what makes the most sense. And I think, you know, obviously you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got Lamar Jackson, and you've got Kyler Murray as probably the most transacted current players in the NFL. And I think those players are all great to watch. They're exciting. And I totally think all of those make a lot of sense. However, I'm not necessarily one based on some of the other investments I'm making to want to go out and break the bank on investing in those players that are more expensive. So just a quick thought and what I've been thinking about this week um, is going deeper in my current investment with a player like Josh Allen. So Josh Allen, I love Josh Allen. I think, you know, he has, in terms of young quarterbacks, he falls kind of in that tier below those three others, not necessarily saying like a Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than a Josh Allen. We don't know that right now, but the attention is more on Kyler Murray and less on Josh Allen. I think if you look at Josh Allen's track record, he's continuing to progress. His, the Bills made the playoffs last year. Buffalo's a really, really good team. And then a Tom Brady-less AFC East, there's a lot of opportunity for a player like Josh Allen to really break through. I think you know it's undeniable they they believe in him. They've added Stephon Diggs. He's going to have another target. Um, they've just got a nice team. And I think Josh Allen's a really fun player. And a part of the reason that attracts me so much to Josh Allen is the fact that, you know, there are shades when he's playing, he reminds me of Andrew Luck. And I watch Andrew Luck so much, you know, when he was healthy and on the field and one of my favorite players to watch just in terms of intangibles and heart and desire. And I see some of that in Josh Allen. So that's what I'm doing right now with the NFL. I'm looking at a player like Josh Allen. I'm looking at a player like a Russell Wilson in his Topps Chrome a rookie card that I I think, you know, if you can get in and find a nice raw card at an affordable price, it makes sense to start that process right now. So I'm going to talk about just the bulk of this show is going to be on just grading and the process I have. And I'll get to that more in the show. So look at NFL. Don't lose sight of it because I think we're about to enter. If baseball does not take place, we might enter one of the hottest NFL markets we've ever seen, which I'm super excited about. All right, let's jump to content shout outs. First and foremost, there is so much freaking content going on right now in the world of the sports card market and hobby. And I just, I'm so excited and can't say enough. Just want to uh, shout out to Bench Clear Media. Bench Clear Media is definitely 
It's exciting to see the momentum. They just, uh, Ty from Breaker Culture just released Crazy Card Charts, a new YouTube series where he walks through some of the charts that he's seeing in the hobby across uh, products and across sports and just shares his thoughts on you know that from an overall investment perspective. I think if you're looking for a place to learn more about wax and its impact on the market and specific product lines, there's no better source right now than to check out the crazy card chart uh, YouTube series that Ty just dropped. I see a lot of that data because I'm a Patreon member to the Breaker Culture um, page. And it's really exciting to see him share some of this these data sets with the masses because I think it's super helpful and beneficial. So go check out uh, Crazy Card Charts. Next, I want to shout out to Ed Cahill at Cahill Cards. I met Ed through just social media, which is something I want to share with everyone, like leverage social media to your advantage. I met him on TikTok. His TikTok account is off the hook, very high quality um, production. Um, You can tell he knows what he's doing. He's talking about cards like I'm talking about cards. He's a boomerang collector like me back into the hobby. I've been enjoying his content so much on uh, all the social channels and his YouTube page. I hit him up and said, hey, man, I, I want to talk to you. I want to bring your content to my show and share with people what you're doing, learn a little bit more about you. So the Friday episode that's going to come out this Friday is with Ed Cahill of Cahill Cards. I had a blast learning about him, learning about uh, his, what he does professionally, which is something you all will be very interested in. Um, We talk a lot about a moment in sports that he was there right on the field at that everybody in this hobby has seen. Um, So I'm really excited to share that conversation with you. Go check that out on Friday. And and most specifically, go find at Cahill Cards, and it's C-A- H-I-L-L cards and go hit him, go give him a follow, go subscribe to him on YouTube. He's doing some awesome things. I've been watching Court King breaks. I don't know what I think about the product. It's not something that I'm just dying to get, um, but I've been watching the breaks. That's something everyone who's breaking right now, um, you know, Court Kings, uh, I'll keep watching. I'm probably not going to buy in, but that's something I, I, I'm, tr- it's early. I'm still trying to form my opinion on those cards. I'm going to let the let it settle down a little bit. You get, I think, 10 cards, one pack of um, Court Kings, uh, more art-focused, right? That's what that, you know, Diamond Kings and Court King, Kings product does. Um, you know, it's, I just, I don't know. I don't know. The jury's still out for me. But um, if you, I'd love to hear what you think about Court Kings. Have you been buying into breaks? Um, do you have any cards yet? Let me know. Slide into, slide into the DMs. I want to shout out Cart Insights. Um, Card Insights is an amazing social media account. I think I got up to speed on Card Insights because uh, House of Jordans was talking about it, but really it's a super cool. So they take a video of something that happened in a sport, um, basketball specifically, and they run through the video and then they stop the video at the moment that the car- they take the photo for the card and then they give you that freeze frame and then let the video play. It's incredible. There's one on the Russ Westbrook's optic this year in jazz and that card and when it was shot and the photo that they took when Russ was just fighting with fans and it was awesome and fans were you know yelling at Russ. You got to go check out Card Insights. Another account, this is social focus. I'm plugging social accounts that I'm loving. But um, 
Wax Pack Hero, Mike Summer, such a great fun account. On TikTok, man, he had a story that um, one of his Mike Trout Project 2020 cards somehow got caught in a fire in a mail truck and they sent it back and it was just destroyed. Um, and I did a little duet with that video and it kind of blew up a little bit, which shows the power of TikTok. Uh, but man, he's such a fun follow. Um, so go check out Wax Pack Hero. Um, really, really enjoy his accounts. Of kind of a retro rewind here, I want to highlight an article from February 4th of 2014 from the Cardboard Connection. They they uh, dropped an article, Paul George Rookie Cards and Memorabilia Guide. And wow, that article you know was in 2014, but it's been so helpful for me. My brother uh, sent that to me. Uh, when I talked about who knew what, who knows what's going on with Paul George rookie cards, where do I start? And that's been a certainly helpful piece of content. That's really got me up to speed on what I've, I've been looking at. want to shout out Starstock. Go check out Starstock.com. I really like what Starstock is doing. If you're looking for an alternative place to buy sports cards, that's not eBay or ComC, Starstock could be the place for you. Starstock is early. I know there's a lot more that's going on and they're going to be doing, but it really satisfies a awesome problem we have in the hobby and that's buying cards and buying cards of players in bulk. Um, so go check out starstock.com. Final note, professional wrestling related, got to shout it out. I want to give it up to Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole uh, of the NXT brand has held the NXT title for over a year and has been so entertaining the entire time he's been doing it. He, in my opinion, last year was pound for pound, probably the best performer. I think you could maybe argue Chris Jericho on the AEW side, but Adam Cole just had some classics. Adam Cole is facing Velveteen Dream. Um, that will have happened. That's going to be aired this Sunday before I record, as I'm recording this, um, to defend his title at, at TakeOver In Your House or bringing that In Your House brand back, which is super fun. But just want to shout out to Cole. I, I've met Cole. I met Cole at a, a Ring of Honor show, and he couldn't be any nicer. I did a meet and greet with him. He was super cool. And then he uh, evolved, uh, had an independent show, and uh, the WWE sent a couple guys out to support that show, and Adam Cole was doing a signing and met him there again and again. Super cool guy. So I got nothing but love for Adam Cole. He reminds me of a young Shawn Michaels, and that's always a good comparison. So uh yeah go go uh check out adam cole go watch takeover if you're into wrestling at all music there's two two i got a shout out run the jewels four they dropped it early man killer mike lp those guys just do not stop and it's amazing it's a very timely drop with all that that's going on in our world right now um i listened to the record obviously i thought it was great I, I just, those guys are so powerful and the music they make is so good and they're so consistent. So go check out Run the Jewels 4. Also, the on Friday, a new album dropped from Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever. It's called Sideways to New Italy. It is a amazing rock record. I just, it is so good. I think I, I've been into this band. They continue to progress for me. Their last um, record, um, Hope Downs, they had a song on there called Talking Straight, which I was like, this is the best rock song I, I think I've heard that year. And that was two years ago. And this album just, I, I didn't get a chance to really listen to it until about nine o'clock. I put it on, uh, put my headphones in, was sitting on my recliner 
and just hit play and listen to it front to back and was literally got goosebumps and chills. Just the harmonies, the guitars, it's just, it really hits my feel spot. I have been talking trash about, you know, Ben Simmons and he's a a product of Melbourne. These guys are from Melbourne. So let me shine a little light on Melbourne. Um, I got nothing but love for Aussie. I just might not love Ben Simmons game. So go check out Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, Sideways to New Italy. All right. So a couple other updates before we get into uh, weekly purchases. So I think there's the Origins cards that Panini put out of the quarterbacks, rookies. They look super cool. I think Origins is is underrated. You know, they showed depictions of Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Love, Hertz, Eason, Morgan, and Fromm. That is why there's going to be so much interest in NFL this year. That is one, two, that's eight quarterbacks, I believe. Yeah, that are going to have interest on the market, right? And so that's going to add a lot of attention on all NFL lines and products. And the Origins product was the first one that I had seen, I think was released photos of those guys in there jerseys and man it got me super itchy i think you know there's a lot of ways you can think about this i think inevitably burrow and tua are going to carry the load for the most interest they're going to be like i don't want to it's just timing but i'm not sure it's it won't have the same impact but it, they're going to be like the you know zion and and ja of this set i think inevitably you'll have smart money that's put on players like um you know jordan love right he's sitting behind aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe if you're, uh, you know, a Colts fan like me, um, you're doing the same thing with Eason sitting behind a potential Hall of Famer, Philip Rivers. I love Jalen Hurts. I know it's an interesting situation with Carson Wentz, but I love Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts, if given the chance, could just break out. And I just think that guy is made for the NFL. Like, I, I just, he's such a, I believe in Jalen Hurts, really. He, I believe in him. I believe in him overcoming adversity. I think just Philadelphia, it's just a really good situation for him. Um, and I think he's a good fit there. But man, I, I'm excited about these origin cards. I'm excited about NFL coming back. And again, I think it's there's a lot of talk right now on baseball, a lot of talk on NBA. Don't, don't, uh, don't lose sight of what's happening on the NFL card market right now. Weekly purchases. It was a busy one. Ho, Nelly. I got a lot of cards and none of these cards that I say should really sound weird because I talk about these guys a lot. There might be a new addition, but really, you know, I'm, I'm building out my tiers, right? I've got my tier of guys that are the flip potential. I've got my midterm tiers and I've got my long-term tiers. And really when I'm buying cards, that's how I, uh, I think about it. One of the things I didn't talk a lot about is there's the bench. I've got like a bench, right? They're not guys maybe that I see flip potential or mid-term, mid-tier or long-term, but it's like a bench of guys. Like I'd say like a triple J is on my bench right now where I, I, I've got some of his cards. I'm, I buy his cards if there's, uh, if I see a good deal, but I'm not sure if where he fits into that. Um, so what did I get this week? I got some more Kyle Kuzma. I'm not, I'm buying Kuzma because I think he's super undervalued. I think the Lakers are going to win, and I think Kuzma's cards are going to rise. So I got his Prism Raw for twelve forty five this week. I got his Optic Flash Hollow again for twelve forty five. I didn't realize those were the same price uh, until now. I'm reading that, but buying up Kuzma, I am dipping my toe in the Anthony Davis game. Just I'm starting with hoops. So I found some hoops on eBay for fourteen bucks a pop. I bought a couple of those guys. 
I figured I'm going to get in the AD game. I'm going to get these boys graded and I'm going to sell these boys after the Lakers win the championship. That's what I'm doing. I might go deeper with AD, but I just felt like I got to get in the game. If I think the Lakers are going to win the championship, I got to go deeper than I am right now. Uh, Sekou Demboye, busy, busy week for Sekou. I got a select Disco Prism Hybrid for 18. I got a select Maroon Die Cut for 14.75. A steal, I think. I got a PSA 7 Green for Green Prism for 25 bucks shipped. That was a steal. I got his Noir in Focus Auto. I don't typically advise jumping in and buying cards right when they're released. But I'm so in I'm I'm in deep with Seiku. I thought it was a cool card. His the Noir in focus, it's number 98 to 99. I and my measuring stick is can I get these cards for under 50 bucks? And I got it for $49. So I bought that Noir. It rules. That in focus, those it's a beautiful card. So I'm fired up about that. A big boy purchase I got on the uh uh Seiku side was. I bought his Prism Fast Break Blue Prism numbered to 175. So those numbered um, Prism, you know, cards, they're special, right? Those are big cards. I got it for 120 bucks. I posted it on my social media accounts. Got some feedback from everyone saying, "Looks like a 10. Centering's perfect." So that baby is just—it's being protected and getting prepared for grading. I got a Luca Optic. Rookie nine for ninety bucks. Um, so anything under a hundred dollars for Luca in an optic, I'm trying to gobble up. And then Victor Oladipo, I bought some more numbered cards from him. Two select numbered rookies together for sixty bucks. I bought his Prism rookie, which I've I have graded. I've got his Prism Prism graded ten. I bought a, a raw Prism for twenty nine. Um, and then someone else I uh, kind of jumped on this week. And again, this is kind of where, you know, you have to balance being a homer and balancing a good deal. And I jumped on it. So I bought up some Malcolm Brogdon this week. I think, you know, Malcolm Brogdon is a a leader. I think he's a might not be the flashiest player. I think he's got some off the court stuff. Obviously, you saw saw him and his voice in the protest this week and very positive guy, and I really like having Malcolm Brogdon on the Indiana Pacers. He's someone I would say represents the game and represents his job as a craft, and he's just a very, he's got some quiet strength to him, and I think he's a great player. I had not looked at his rookie cards and decided to this week, just knowing that the Pacers, I believe, like I mentioned in my last episode, would beat the Heat in the first series. So I got his PSA 9 uh, Prism card, PSA nine Prism rookie for nine dollars graded. Right, I I can't believe that it was nine dollars. I bought that, and then I bought his silver PSA nine for thirty five dollars, and then I got a Donruss green hollow laser numbered at a ninety nine for nine dollars. So I'm in on Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I didn't spend a ton of money on him, but just enough that will uh keep me a little invested in him. And I think, you know, if the Pacers can win a series, Malcolm Brogdon's cards will rise. Something you, you know, I I'm really focused on now is just, you know, trying to find deals on numbered cards. I think just the scarcity mindset is something that or cards that are scarce is something that is whatever happens with the sport card market in six to, you know, 12 months, if it, if it becomes more normal, 
that I know that I think Ty from Breaker Culture thinks that, you know, eventually this is going to get back to a normal state in about a year from now. Um, but if, if it does, if if cards, you know, lose a little value um, and it becomes more normalized outside of this bubble period we're in, I think one of those things that's not going to change is the, the how valued uh, numbered cards are. So I think that is one of the things that I am focused on as I'm making buying decisions is trying to find good deals on numbered cards. And you can see with, you know, the Brogdons and the Oladipos and the Demboye, all of those I bought numbered cards. Um, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but man, the, those things, those the values of those cards don't drop. So go tell me what you think about numbered cards. If you've got an approach on how you're finding them, I'd love to hear that. So let's jump into the final topic here. I think if you are a member of PSA or on their list, you got an email this past week from their CEO, Steve Sloan. Steve Sloan uh, wrote a nice little email talking about where they were at in their current state as a business, um, where, where their how their operations are are moving forward, um, what had happened, you know, during COVID nineteen and the shutdown. And you know, honestly, as someone who appreciates good communication and a good message, all when a, a CEO like that sends a message out, it, it he's not going to dive into all of the specific details. And he, there's going to be a deliverable that they're going to point back to, which they he did with a, uh, a answers document. And you're not going to get all your questions answered. However, you should take the information that you get and try to begin to build um, your own um, belief of what this means in a big picture. And I, I read his re- email and these are the two things I thought of. Number one, PSA is back up and running, right? There might be a lot of cards that they need to get to from a lot of backup that was created, but it is back and running and it is running in California and it, it is running in New Jersey. Those operations are moving, which is all good for all of us who want to get our sport cards graded via PSA. The other thing to take note of, he pointed to jobs opening. They are in a period right now where they're in a higher now. There's so much demand, they need more people. So that's something else we should all take note of is a really good thing. They're actively on the market trying to hire people to fill some of these gaps and voids that are happening. That's what a really good business does, okay? That's what they do. They know they're at capacity and they're trying to find people and bring them into the fold that can help contribute be researchers, be people that can help support the grading of cards. And that is happening. So that really um, makes me really happy. And it, it really segues well into the topic that I wanted to talk about in this episode, which is just why I think grading, it's important to always be grading. And I know grading is expensive and I know grading takes forever, but I think having the idea and the thought of grading always being top of mind really begins to hold you accountable and it makes you a more responsible sport card collector and investor. So I really, I think, you know, when you've got grading as a top of mind, um, it helps you budget, right? So that if you have a bulk submission of 50 cards, that's expensive. That's going to cost you a little over $500, right? So that's $500 you might not be spending on ripping wax or breaks or buying some cards you're not quite sure about. So I like that. I like how it forces me to set aside some funds to for the long term. And I'm not saying like I'm not saying don't rip wax and don't join breaks. I I love both of those. We all love them. Um, they're great for the hobby. I think it's just it allows you to maybe 
build more moderation into how you're spending your money. And if you're in it to stay for the long haul, it's a good way to start, you know, building some investments and to, to build some structure around how you're buying and selling cards. Okay. So the, like what, what I've learned from this experience really is that the big thing is it gives you a process and a rotation, right? So you're constantly going through and evaluating your, what you have from a raw perspective. I bought a lot of raw cards that I think are good deals. I describe them in weekly purchases, but it really be, allows you to start thinking about, okay, I bought these raw, which ones am I getting graded? Which is, which is going to get put in the, to the mix? So I like that. It gives you some discipline on those purchases you're making and then also gives you the ability to like think, okay, now when do I need to send this in if they're in my flip category to maximize the value based on them being graded? I know it's really difficult right now just with delays and timeline, but I think, you know, if you're if you've got cards that you're trying to prepare for the NBA playoffs right now, you should be disciplined and you should be thinking about sending those cards into PSA or PGS or SGC, whatever you think, like that's now is the time to start thinking about that if you're trying to, you know, get make money off of the NBA playoffs. So I like the fact that it make, makes me disciplined from a, a monetary perspective. And I like it how it gives me some structure to make sure I'm always looking at my the cards that I currently have in place. I also like it because when you have grading periods or cards that you're going through with that process, there is a sitting down and going through each of those cards, pulling them out of the top loaders, pulling them out of the penny sleeves, looking at the cards, preparing those cards and, and really starting to build some growth with those, your eyes. I think right when I joined the hobby, I had no idea how to look for centering, surface issues, that sort of thing. But the more I allow grading to be a part of my process, it makes my eyes better for it improves kind of the visuals and what I have, uh, how I think about grading cards and what might grade for what. So I think that's something I've certainly learned and I appreciate. Um, I think, you know, I've said this, but just keeping a pulse on your stash. I think my collection of cards is a living and it's living and breathing, right? Compelling events happen. Players get traded. Rookies come in. Players get injured. So you should, it gives you the opportunity to always go through the, your stash and be like, oh man, like I didn't even realize I had these cards. Like Brandon Clark is a perfect example. I went through my stash of cards um, and I have some really great Brandon Clarks. I've got his silver prism. I've got some base prism. I've got, you know, a lot of really solid Brandon Clarks that I've collected. Um, I've gotten, whether it was a break or packs I've ripped. Well, I believe, you know, the, like I talked about the Grizzlies, they're a fun team and, you know, they're going to, their cards are going to go up with, you know, they're in the playoffs. So I'm going through my cards, pulling out all my Brandon Clarks, putting my stash to get graded. So things change. And I think by always thinking about grading, it gives you, it gives you, it holds you accountable to always go back and look at your stash. It makes you financially responsible. I, I can't stress that enough. If you have the patience and discipline to go through the process of grading and sending those cards away and waiting. When you get those cards back, no matter what the grades are, you've got a lot of value. Obviously, if they're all tens, it's going to be more value, but you've got a lot of value there and, and cards that you can look at and put into those tiers. What are the cards I want to flip right now? What are the cards that are in my mid tier? What are the cards that are in my uh, long-term tier? I think that is what I love about the grading process. It takes a while. It makes you 
patient, but then on the backside of it, there's some really good gains on, on the other side of it. And I think like for me, it's like with anything, it really helps satisfy that itch. I think it was Thursday night. I can't remember what was going on. Not much, right? Not much of going on. There wasn't anything I think we wanted to watch. And that usually means there was no wrestling on. So yeah, there wasn't any wrestling on Thursday night. And Caitlin, my wife was watching something on Netflix, maybe that I wasn't interested in. So I was like, what am I going to do? I don't want to get be on my phone all day. So I grabbed my box of cards, put it on the kitchen table, went through the process. And it took me like two and a half hours, three hours. But then I transferred all the cards that I want to get graded into card savers. And now I've got a stash of cards and now I'm making this and that, that took up two and a half hours that I'm not spending on eBay. And now I'm sitting, making decisions on what do I want to do with these cards? Do I want to send them all into PSA? Who knows when I'm going to get those back? Do I want to send some into BGS and try to get more control over cards that I want to flip? If I send them in bulk right now, I have 37 cards, so I need 13 more. Where are those cards? Are those cards coming in the mail? It really gets my brain moving on on how I should be thinking about each of these cards and what what I why am I grading them and and where they should go based on that. So I think that's um, you know each card you know they every card has an expiration date in a way of the the pinnacle point about which the value that they have, and I think. Thinking about that and making decisions based off of that is really how we should all be thinking about cards. I feel like I am all in on the grading card process. I try not to let the things that I can't control, like delays, get in the way of it. But I'm really focused on grading and will always be focused on it because I think it's important for me as a guy who is really thinking about the value and investment of cards and how I can make money off of them. What do you think of grading? What is your grading process? All those things I'd love to know. Slide in my DMs at Stacking Slabs on Instagram, you know, Twitter or TikTok even. I'll take, take I, I have plenty of conversations there. I'd love to know what, what you think about this. Hopefully this episode was helpful. Hopefully it gets you to think. That's really my goal. My goal is not to tell you what to go out and do, but really to open up your mind, have you become a student. Think about the all the resources that are at your disposal, all the people that are willing in the hobby that are just easy to connect with, all you have to do to ask. That's what I'm encouraging you all to do. Everyone, hope you enjoyed the show. Stay safe. Happy collecting. Happy investing. Take it easy out there. Talk to you again real, real soon. 